Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 pathway that we all must understand is right around the corner and it's necessary for us all to fight for the imago day for our real organic practical humanity we need to wake up to these realities they're right in front of your face this is the monday edition of lifeline the phone number is one triple eight Three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I want to hear from you what your thoughts are, what your ideas are, what your concerns are, what your views are about what you've just heard on the Monday edition of Lifeline. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are. And as I gave the invitation to give me a call, I've got three lines open. one 367 to get your observation uh, or, or maybe your concerns and questions about where we are today. Um, I can tell you that we are going to have some of the same kind of chicanery going on with the monkeypox. That's, that's uh, slated to turn into a problem for us. And in reality... It's not a problem at all. We knew the monkeypox was coming. We knew it was latent as a viral strain uh, in the um, in the blood systems of many of the uh, HIV patients for many reasons. That's I told you last week or rather the week before that uh, the highest one of the highest scientists in Israel came out and made it clear. No wonder the monkeypox is coming out. The immune systems of many of the people that were um that were engaged in um, the uh, HIV experiment had uh, had had their immune system even more compromised this round when it comes to um, when it came to COVID. And so the immune system being compromised opened up the door for some of these latent viruses to come up. That's why you're dealing with uh, all kind of other things that have now started to reemerge as well. And you're going to see more of that. You really are. You're going to see propaganda. You're going to see distortion of the facts. You're going to see images cast on the television screen like a little black boy from Africa with uh, monkeypox all over his body, notwithstanding that the predominant group of people who monkeypox will be in the uh, homosexual community and largely uh, non-African-American. But you see how they want to play on the African-American to uh, dupe them into being fearful because they, for whatever reason, my African-American constituency just buys government palp, um, hook, line, and sinker without being judicious, discriminatory, objective, and critical. They just buy it. It's so sad. Let me go to line number one and talk with Deborah in Brentwood, California, if uh, if Deborah is still there. Begin to have a conversation today. Two lines open, by the way. Deborah, are you there? Um, hi, Deborah. I just want to. Hi, I just want to give you some flowers first, and just let you know, just like John the Baptist, that voice in the wilderness. 
Thank you. I hear it and I feel it and I know that it's real. There's nobody saying what you're saying and, and I know that it's true. Um yeah, it's the great divide, Pastor. I'm just listening and I really appreciate I, I can't say it even more. It's like thank God that these people are letting you say what you're saying and getting this message out to the vasses, you know, um, to God's people. Um, I was really disappointed in the church, but you done said it all, you know, yeah. because I, I saw it as them taking our senior citizens, you know, our bingo players, whatever you want to call them, our mothers of the church, you know, our deacons yeah. and yeah. watching them just kind of go to the wayside all for the love of money. Yes, indeed. And that, Dr. Fachi, I got in trouble for when I first just laid eyes on him. I just seen nothing but evil coming from his aura, mm -hmm. you know, and I got in trouble on Facebook for talking about Dr. Fachi, but I'm going to let you be that voice in the wilderness, and I just want to commend you, and I thank God I, I got to find you. I think you said your name is Pastor Jesse. Yeah, they call me PJ. I'm Pastor Jesse Gistan. Our church is in Hayward. You can't miss it. Grace Bible Church. If you just Google Grace Bible Church Hayward, everything is there. You you can't miss us. Okay, and I will let you, I will definitely introduce myself to you, Pastor Jesse. I am just, the anointing is all in your voice, in your message. Thank you, it, very much. The reality, thank you, thank you very much. It's the reality of today, the present that we're living in. I yeah. love how you put the the um, paperclip connection to what is going on right now. Those same people that were put in those positions are the same people that have taken this science and just confounded and just made it horrific for the people. Now, I'm just going to hang up on this. I have one question for you. I have a statement and a question. Sure. sure. Um, the statement is when this vaccine came out, my, my question was, I heard it had scars, HIV, Ebola. And I asked, well, is HIV going to be in that? You know, if it, if it consists of that and everybody was saying, no, no, no. And now we see that it's coming out. Our immune system, each time you took that shot, was compromised 25%, and now you've got 75% to work with. Some of my families are vaccinated. I am not. It's like the great divide, but they seem right. to be doing okay, Pastor. And, I, you know, prayer changes things. And the, the elect will, you know, like the word of God said, will, it will not harm them, you know. So yeah, I'm praying I'm that we, we all make it in. Now, I have one Christian question, Pastor, that kind of been on my Facebook, and people have given me so many various questions or answers. This is my question. If Christ died for our sins, he shed his blood for our lives that we can have eternal life. If that is a fact, and I'm not doubting it, I'm just asking the question, why do we still die and have to answer for our sin? And I'll hang up and let you answer that question. Thank you for the call, my dear sister. I'm going to give you the website, too, because I can anchor a lot of uh, implications of your 
your leanings. You're, you're, you're in the right direction. You've got a sound gospel premise. Your soteriology is right. Your discernment on the neo-Nazi, neo-Marxist agenda that's dominating our culture today is also keen. Don't second guess your intuition. It's telling you the truth. Um, I want to start back and simply say it was already warned and told um, by many of the people that engaged Fauci decades ago around the HIV debacle, which happened then that there were um, contaminations in the um, in the uh, vaccines themselves, which still be still are being used and were uh, employed in, in 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 different diseases throughout that time up to even now, and and they argued that uh, many of the people, particularly the homosexuals who had caught HIV. Um, and it's controversial how that occurred because they're, they're warning that a lot of that was a consequence of the drugs that was giving them, giving them and not just that they caught it from having sexual relations. Also, the um, sort of uh, debunking of the notion of it was first in monkeys is not a lie. So it's a monkey. These are monkey uh, stem cells that uh, was exposed to being contaminated contaminated in the early vaccines and it had the ability to impact people with um, with some of these now uh, latent viral strains that are in them emerging because their immune system is breaking down. And it's no, that's what the doctor in Israel said two weeks ago. It is no coincidence that we are having this outbreak of monkeypox in the homosexual community. And if there is not a proper uh, implementation of health measures engaged, it will occur in the uh, lives of non-hetero, non-homosexuals too. Uh, not easily, but it will occur. Once you start hearing numbers uh, creep up around the heterosexuals with, with uh, monkeypox, you can expect the siren to blow again. There's much to be said about that. But let me say this about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for his elect. If Christ died for your sins, it's impossible for you to go to hell. Christ cannot die in your behalf as your substitute, bearing in his soul the justice of God as a representative for your sins. Justice cannot twice demand first at my Savior's hand and then again at mine and be justice. If Christ put away all my sins by his death, burial and resurrection, then I will never have to answer for those sins again. This is called effectual atonement for his people. This is a big divide in the church and worthy of the division. For if Christ died for all of our sins and men still perish for their sins, then the death of Christ was not the execution of God's divine justice. God was not satisfied with it, and we are still in our sins, and Christ is not our Savior. If he died for our sins, past, present, and future, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus whatsoever. We may suffer temporary consequences for our rebellion and disobedience in this life, but when the scripture says that Christ died for our sins, that we might have eternal life, that's what he meant. We are secure by what he has accomplished for us in the past 
for the future. Now, this ought to cause us to love God and live for him and be ready to die for him rather than the assumption that we can uh, commit sin, that grace may may abound. God forbid. Got to take a break. Two lines open. one 367 We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are at 30 minutes to go in this segment. And we've got one line open, one 367 For those of you who have been tracking with PJ for decades now, you know how much of a breath of fresh air it is for a sister or a brother to be able to hold intention in both hands. On the one hand, the real temporal evils of our present evil world, and on the other hand, the eternal verities of the true gospel that underscores God's sovereign grace, his electing love, his definite atonement for his people in Christ Jesus, whom he chose in them from before the foundation of the world and has been calling them in time by the gospel to be a light to this world, to be able to meet Christians who know how to understand the evil systems that we are operating in in, and not be afraid to call it for what it is, not be afraid to challenge it, particularly living in a free country where after a while that won't be possible, and yet be able to enjoy the grace of God, the mercy of God, the truth of God, and not distort it with humanism, man-centered works religion. It is a beautiful thing to know that true believers can hold those in tandem without compromising the other or denying the other. And it's so a real blessing for us to hear from Deborah in Brentwood in that regard. Um, she's new, y'all, meaning that she's never heard PJ before, never heard a Grace Bible Church before, doesn't know that we have tons of years of archives underscoring this whole Babylonian, Medo-Persian, Grecian kingdom, uh, Roman Empire, Neo-Roman Empire system that the Bible says would actually define the way the world works and how Beast One is religion, our politics, and beast two is religion, and those combined together make up the apostasy of this world system. So what happened at Nuremberg back in 1941 and 45 with Hitler and them is happening again today. But as it was in the Old Testament, they, the Old Testament people of God fell into error, idolatry, and sin over and over and over again, and God blinded them too. We're in the book of Judges dealing with Gideon. And we're talking about the chaos and confusion that God allowed to occur to the uh, to the Midianites in chapter seven. And I am making application to that same chaos, confusion and self-destructive blindness that's happening there with what's going on in our world today. Look it up. Grace-Bible.com. Grace-Bible.com. The sermon section. We're dealing with it in our church. That's called prophetic preaching. It's exalting Christ in a relevant way that shows how scripture speaks to cast light on and exposes the unfruitful works of darkness in our world. Our Bible is not archaic. Truth is relevant at all times. It's important for you and I to know it. Let's go to line number four and talk with Ken in San Jose. Line number four, our brother Ken in San Jose, if he's still there. 
Yeah, I'm still here. Hi, Pastor Gastan. So I was listening last hour, and I didn't. Uh, uh, could you spell out the exact name of the the lady you were quoting from? Is it a, and also the source? Is it a book or a speech? I didn't get that part. Also, it was a speech. Let me help you right now. I'm going to um, put yeah. it up. It was it was a speech by one. Um, her name is looking up the article now. Her name is Vera Sharav. Vera Sharav. And you can find her on Children's Health Defense News and Views. That's the uh, publication by our brother, uh, JF, J, uh, John F. K., uh, Robert F. K. Jr., who does a great work in defending children, as you know. But that video presentation yeah. is on that site. And she does an excellent job as an 80-plus-year-old person with clear thinking, clear words, clear articulation to let us know that she is living between a repeat era uh, of what happened back then and what is happening now as well. What a uh, remarkable thing it is. And our sister Deborah was talking about how she watched and we all watched how just like in the days of, uh, of Hitler, they wanted to wipe out the old people as useless eaters. And then wipe out the uh, the people that were born with flaws, like our our, our children with autism and and different uh, different illnesses, as if they are useless as well. And uh, we see the parallels between that and today, and to kill many children in abortive procedures, which we know is also taking place uh, in this diabolical uh, agenda today as well. You know this is the case. Go ahead, on Ken. Okay. Also, um, you said you would, um, if you have time, could you give, elaborate, elaborate a little bit more on the Nuremberg Code? I guess you gave, I think you gave one of the principles, but maybe talk, you know, talk a little more about that because we, I'm not that familiar with it. Well, I'm trying to let me find that, find it now where she actually elucidated the um, the points in there. I think. Let me see here. I, it, it may be there. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Because she started off saying that she was going to develop that and she went into exposing uh, 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 the World uh, World Economic Forum. Okay, so yeah, and I'm dealing with the printed version and the printed version does not have it and I don't have time to go online. If you email me, I will, I will, but rather go, go to the site that I shared with you. You know what that site is, right? Yeah, yeah Children's Health is, I'm familiar with Robert uh, Kennedy Jr., right? Okay. Yeah, that that's called the uh, Children's Health Defense uh, News and Views. You can find it easily. If not, email me, and then I will um, I'll send it over to you, and you can hear her whole interview. I did not do the whole thing because it just it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, appropriate to do. Uh, any other questions or observations or concerns before I let you go? Yeah, that, so, thanks. Um, that's that's fine. I just want to get those points. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. And thank you for continually listening as well and supporting PJ as we um, as we continue to try to blow the trumpet with our vessels covering the fire. One day, these vessels will have to break out into a revelation of God's ultimate glory in the proclamation of a truth that will uh, hopefully be the manifestation of the return of Christ against the evils that are taking place in our in our present age. Let me see here. We've got more people on the line. If you will, let's go Thank to you. line number three and talk with Willie in Richmond. Line number three, Willie in Richmond. If you're there, I'll be glad to chat with you. 
got two. Oh, uh, Pastor Gustav, uh, it's been a pleasure. Like I've I've heard you, um, I've listened to you talk about the coronavirus and uh, different things, and also I heard you do Bible studies. And you know, I appreciate you being you know the courage to just speak uh, about those things, uh, which is one brings me to the reason why I'm asked uh, calling you. Uh, I'm I was an employee at San Francisco Airport. Yes, and I work for city and county. Uh, what they did was they told me that I was uh, uh, that I uh, well I was I, when they came to vaccines. I said that I wasn't uh, I wouldn't take it, so they let me go. They said that you know I filed text a chapter with that, Title Seven. Yes, uh, and uh, they said. So what they did was they went through this process of saying, oh, well, you are uh, religious exemption. You are granted it, but uh, we can't uh, accommodate you. Now, it's weird because they have people with different vendors, uh, vendors throughout the airport that, are, that, that have a status of non-vaccinated. But uh, because I work for city and county, they didn't let me. So I was wondering, did you know of any resources that I could use or utilize, you know, any kind of class action shoot that I could put Ab- my name on? Absolutely. Willie, I'm, I got to come on a break. But if you want to take down my email address, I know a number of people who have uh, engaged in lawsuits because these are non-constitutional stances and people are winning gbchayward at gmail.com I'll say it again after the break gbchayward at gmail.com a lot of our brave brothers and sisters are joining class action lawsuits filing them for themselves it's a long haul but it's winnable and they are winning they actually are it's a long haul look for other work uh, and be ready for continued battles because California, our legislator, is deep into the beast system and it has no care about you and me. It is completely sold out to the World Economic Forum as well as to Davo and as well as to the WHO. It wants to turn this into a military, uh, 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 not a military, but a medical prison camp. You guys better know it. You're going to be hearing more decrees from the uh, Kremlin up there in uh, in Sacramento in a moment with more emergency use authority around the monkeypox because they want it to look like anybody can get it anytime, anywhere, and you need to take the vaccine. Uh, Fool me once, it's on you. Fool me twice, it's on me. When I come back, I'll talk about event 202. They're doing the same thing again as they did with COVID back in uh, 2017. Got to take a break. one 367 one We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. Two lines open. one 367 Listen to the way language is already becoming commonplace with your children. Listen to this. Trans men talk about why they got abortions. Yeah, this is what you're going to hear in your school. This is what you're going to hear. In 2012, Oliver, then a 19-year-old living in Missouri, found out he was pregnant. Found out he was pregnant. See it? Do you guys see it? Do you understand the deconstruction of Marxism going on here at the level of language? 
because the neo-Marxists are, if you will, postmodernists, and they think they can change reality by changing terms. It was really surreal for me, says Oliver, the 19-year-old, he that supposedly had to have an abortion after finding out he was pregnant. And I think that being trans kind of complicated that surrealness, Oliver said. Last names have been withheld through this story to protect people's privacy. I just want you to get a little snippet of the psychological and emotional extremes and volatility going on with these kind of people. I didn't really know that trans people existed, so I didn't know why I had dysphoria. I just knew that anytime my body did something that was considered female, it was confusing and uncomfortable for me, says the he she. It didn't take Oliver long to make a decision. It kind of felt like a life ending situation because I couldn't afford to feed myself a lot of the time. When you're in a situation like that, abortion was the definite answer. You see the morals? You see the ethics here? You you see? Do you see it, ladies and gentlemen? He said his boyfriend at the time agreed. You see the crazy gender misrepresentation of pronouns? He said his boyfriend at the time didn't did uh, agreed. He already had a kid and couldn't keep up with the child support payments. Oliver was also estranged from his parents. I'm going to explain that. Who he says were abusive. He probably calls them Christians because they are asking for him to obey the word of God and to walk within the parameters of certain expectations traditionally and morally and ethically. He is saying that they're abusive. He was struggling financially and began looking online for abortion providers, but feared he wouldn't be able to afford the abortion. I was too scared to ask people for help, and I was really young and just kind of stupid, honestly, to say the least. He said he borrowed about $400, most of it, from his 15-year-old sister. She had saved it up for Christmas. Christmas, see? Which is really crazy and sad, but very life-saving and awesome at the same time. I got a feeling that this female who wants to be a he she is really struggling mentally wouldn't you say he found a single planned parenthood in kansas that provided abortions it was about two hours two and a half hours away he scheduled an appointment for july 5th the day before he went to a fourth of july celebration and among the corn dog vendors was a stand set up by an anti-abortion group he considered telling them about his plans the next day but decided against it yeah You see how the enemy works? By the time of the appointment, he was 11 weeks and four days along, three days away from being too late to get the abortion. He feared protesters would be lingering outside the clinic, but there were none. After the procedure was over, he sat in a recliner in the waiting room for 30 minutes, eating saltine crackers, drinking water, and downing ibuprofen. Next to him was another abortion patient who told him she already had two kids and didn't want another. Welcome to the new age, to the new age. Welcome to the new age. This is the new age of neo-Marxist deconstructionism where everything that had some order and some clarity and some some sense of uh, uh, propriety is now wiped off the map. Isn't this Aldous Huxley's brave new world that we're talking about? But no, Aldous Huxley lived way long ago. And here we are in the year twenty. 
22. This story actually was somewhere around 2017. And yet here we are talking about he can have a baby. And that's exactly what Miss uh, Miss Brown, who uh, was being called to the Supreme Court, was saying to the senator. I believe he men can have babies. Women can have babies. Anybody can have babies because, after all, you don't have to actually be defined by male or female. Even though God said he created them male and female in the image of God, created he them. And so now we have gone to meddling uh, again scientifically and with artificial synthetic methods to make men look like women and women look like men. By the way, what I told you also was. They're going to chop your kids up into all kind of pieces and turn them into queers because they want their your kids to abandon allegiance to their parents. Didn't we hear this young female who calls herself a male, how that she had problems with her parents? She had problems with authority. And so she became homeless and and out there she in her dysphoria. She 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 took on the masculine role, but apparently somebody had a, had a penis and 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 stuck it in that vagina, and away we go. So biology took over after all. No matter what kind of fantasy we frame for our pseudo reality, reality according to biology takes over because God created us biologically out of the dust of the ground, breathed into our nostrils, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The Imago Day is highly connected to both biology and spirituality, spirituality. And without that spirituality and biology, we are living a fantasy. So like the roots of a tree covered up by cement, the cement of synthetic artificial intelligence and and neo-scientific, pseudo-scientific efforts, the roots of the tree will break through the concrete at some point. That's called the truth, ultimately emerging up out of the falsehood. And this is where you and I are in our present generation. It's a real struggle if you're not committed to reality according to God. What you can expect is the whole spectrum of intersectionality to be a kind of, as I told you before, a kind of Gotham City. This is what they want to turn it into. And by the way, the power brokers, those who hold the levers of power, your elite from all across the world who are part of your big G20 and be G25 countries, which which are which are uh, high statesmen such as Obama and, and uh, uh, Biden and uh, and all the others who sit there and, uh, if you will, uh, prognosticate and then hatch out ideas and schemes on how they can affect the world. And it's all basically through lies. Neo-Marxism is a system of lies, falsehoods. It's a conflict theory designed to distract you into being committed to battles that don't ultimately um, amount to reality. And this is why I've stated that the African-American needs to get over it. Get over the white thing. That's not your battle. Your battle is the heavenly thing. Your battle is the spiritual thing. Your battle is the gender thing. That's the battle. Because right now they're going to target you with fear around the monkeypox, as if black people are going to be the ones getting the monkeypox. Don't buy it. 
Don't buy it. We need to pray for our homosexual brothers and sisters who are trapped by that too pseudo reality and ask God's grace upon them to abstain from sexual uh, promiscuity uh, long enough for their bodies to heal from this horrible, horrible, wretched disease. And that's the only way we're going to really quell this thing, quite frankly. Any other route is going to be a pseudo band-aid insufficient method, probably around vaccines. The Monday edition of Lifeline. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are. We are at the last leg of our segment, and I am glad to be able to have given you the public service announcement of today. Let's go to line four. And talk with Mel in Vallejo as we wind down our program. Mel in Vallejo on line four. Mr. Mel, are you there? Are you there? Hi, Mel. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm just calling just to uh, be a support. Just, you know, may God protect you and keep you on line uh just appreciate everything that you're saying because it just continues to confirm what's in my spirit and it, it it's just good to hear another christian speaking on it especially a man of god who has that authority who is supposed to be leading and guiding us into all truth as the holy spirit spoke and and I just wanted to share as well, um, just Romans one. You know, all this this all this is going on. It's like changing the truth of God into a lie. But I would also like to hear you speak on MAP minor attracted persons. Because that is also coming up. It's a new thing. You know, they passed this law with this 12-year-old. You can give consent. And, you know, if it's 10 years, if you're 10 years older, then, you know, whether it's a male or a female, this is supposed to be okay. You are right on spot, my second dear anointed, blessed child of God that understands the truth in Christ and you get the word of God. The landscape for all of this, Sister Mel, is Romans chapter one. I've unpacked this many times on this program over the years. I'm thinking about this too. I started way back in like 2001, uh, really during the uh, World Trade Center bombings and started unpacking a lot of the lies that have been going on in the media and in our world. And of course you are right. What we are looking at today, as Mr. John MacArthur laid out, is the final stages of the reprobation of society. First, it was the um, uh, sexual revolution. Now it's the homosexual revolution. And I remember having a dear friend call our Monday Lifeline show. His name was uh, Brian. And Brian was a homosexual. And he would he would uh, argue with me that we would not be seeing that this kind of escalation into debauchery because I warned that pederast which is sexual 
sexual relationships with boys, which is prominent in the Middle East, some in the Jewish community as well. They don't want to tell it, um, but it's prominent in the in the Middle East. And it was certainly prominent in the Greek culture with Socrates, Aristotle and Plato. They always had little boys they were playing with. And of course, you know, they want to advocate that today. I said it in my preaching on Sunday. We are not progressing. We are regressing. We're going back to the Canaanite era in which every man was doing that which is right in his own eyes. And God had told his special people, don't you do what the heathen do. Don't you live the way the heathen does. If you do, you will experience the plagues that will come upon them. The church has failed to acknowledge its neo-Israelite state. It has failed to acknowledge its being the seed of Abraham. It has failed to acknowledge that the word of God is a mirror. It's a light. It's a lamp. It's a shield. It's a buckler. It's a hiding place. It's a prophetic uh, viewpoint for us. The church has failed to understand that it needs to be a prophetic voice as well as a priestly voice. So let me just say a couple things to that end that you have now stirred up Romans 1 because it's true. They've changed the truth of God into a lie and they have worshiped the creature more than the creator who is overall blessed. And, and that creator has revealed himself to us in his son, Jesus. He's the revelation of the invisible God. And in him is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you and I are only complete in Christ. When men and women are outside of Christ, they have no guarantee of ever escaping these diabolical judgments that are now universal and they are working everywhere. What we need to be alarmed about, my dear sister, is that these practices under critical theory, critical feminist theory, critical gender theory, and now critical race and queer theory, when they become law, then they become enforceable and people who don't agree are punished. This is where this is what happens every time a country departs from God, when their laws now become the spear tip to punish men and women who want to obey God, then we are in trouble. Then this is when true believers are now going to be suffering for their stand for Christ. We're not quite there yet. We're getting there. What God is doing right now, my dear sister, is shaking up everybody, loosening the foundation, exposing us for being hypocrites, exposing us for loving this world, exposing us for uh, for being more concerned about the cares of this life than the care of the life to come. And this is why you're not hearing this from many Christians. If, if I'm telling the truth. It should be heard from many Christian venues, the same thing that I'm saying. They may not have the voice or the microphone that I do, but many Christians should be hearing these things in their churches because the word of God is laying these things out. If we would just listen to the prophetic word telling us that which is has been and that which is to come, even that has already been so that w- there's nothing new under the sun. It's just merely the question. Will the believer stand on the word of God today, raise his family right, tell his sons and daughters exactly who they are in God, 
hold them to the mirror of the word of God so that those kids can be certain about their gender, about their masculinity, their femininity, about their roles as men, as their as the roles of women, as the role of a father, as the role of a husband, as the role of a parent, as the role of a woman, a wife, a mother, as the role of children to parents. These are the things that are being broken down everywhere today. This is how we know it's of the devil. This is how we know the politics of critical race theory is of the devil because it's a deconstruction of God's model institution for peace and for joy and for prosperity and for blessing and for and for the salvation of men and women and where the church is not preaching these things that I'm talking about right now the church before your eyes is falling apart the church is full of brokenness full of confusion full of chaos full of infighting full of darkness even now because we're not standing on the light of the word of the living God. And now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. The day is far spent. The night is at hand. We are not far from a complete collapse of our Western way of life here in America at all. Yeah, I totally agree. God bless you, my sister. Thank you for the call. We're getting ready to wind the program down and uh, see... She gets it. I don't speak that confoundedly. I'm not that complex. I'm not that super uh, intellectual that people can't grasp it. The Bible says the pathway to those who have understanding is so plain that a wayfaring man won't err in it. We're dealing with two realities, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. We're dealing with the truth of God's word and the erroneous fabrication of the mythos of this secular world system to the law and to the testimony they speak not according to this word it's because there's no light in them we're dealing with light and darkness in our world that's what we're dealing with and we don't want to be honest about it monkeypox being around and it's emerging again because of these jabs but God is able to heal he is Jehovah Rapha the Lord that healeth thee Now, to get that healing, you and I are going to have to repent and call on the name of the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. (music) 